Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again, and welcome everybody to uh, this, this wonderful gift of time with our mentor friend and uh, all-around guru, John Opolewski. How are you today, John? Jim, I'm doing good. It's always good to talk with you, to be with you, uh, even though we're recording virtually, yeah. not, in, not in the studio. Um, it's just good to see your face. Uh, great to yeah. be here today. You know, the, the quality of the recording is, is hampered by this COVID thing, but the quality of the conversation is not because mm. we are having a face-to-face and enjoying it, answering questions that people are asking and being a part of it. I am excited about uh, today's uh, podcast, the topic which is why you need a mentor. Um, boy, I, I, I think everybody in their story looks back and says, if it wasn't for that guy, if it wasn't for that teacher, that coach, that mm-hmm. pastor, that, that business leader, you know, investing in me, if I hadn't brought that person into my life, I, I couldn't be who I became. But I think we're even going a step beyond this, right? To, to not just that person you might live next to or the, what's the guy from Tim Allen that's uh, across the fence? Uh, Wilson. You know, yeah, yeah, we, we, we're going to run into Wilsons, but we're talking about actually having an official relationship of somebody yeah. who will serve in our lives as a mentor. We're going to give them that right to say those things that maybe friends would have a hard time saying or calling things out of us that maybe someone would have a hard time calling out of us. So mm. give us, give us your, your thoughts on that. I mean, every, every leader needs a mentor speaking into their life on a regular basis. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a question, do I agree or disagree with that? And I, I, I I don't know if I agree or disagree in a practical way, but I, I you know, and philosophical, like, of course, it's such an easy question. Do you want somebody smarter than you regularly engaged in your life saying things to you that are honest, true and fruitful? The answer has to be yes. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I think that the, the thought I had there, Jim, was no matter how long I've been leading, you've been leading somebody who's listening today has been leading, no matter how accomplished they are, no matter how wise they are, um, they need somebody who's speaking into their life on a regular basis. And as you and I both know, there are more leaders. I think there are more leaders who don't have a a relationship, a real relationship, a a, a professional relationship, let's put it that way, with a mentor. There's more who don't have that than Yes. Do. And I was thinking, and I wonder what you think about this, Jim, that for some, the idea of needing a mentor signals weakness. You know, yeah. it's this crazy thought that somehow if I admit I need help, I'm not a strong leader. Right. What, what, what well, would you say to I, that? Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. I think it's humbling to say, would you help me? And, and I mean, I, I was taught from my leaders, if you don't know where you're going, don't let anybody see that. Just lead with confidence and people will follow you. And if you have to ready, fire, and then aim, that, that that's okay. But I, I also, man, you know, the, it's funny how a really, really wise man, really, really wise woman, in one sentence can reframe everything. Mm. Uh, just that, that ability to say, well, when I was your age, I thought this, but now I think that. Or they ask you that one question that unlocks all those doors. It's, I remember I was really wrestling over something, a doctrinal issue uh, concerning giving in the local church. 
And I, I, this guy, I never knew him before. I was at something. We happened to be roommates for this one thing, but I'd never met him before. And I said, hey, so what you, he said, what are you thinking about? You're obviously deep in thought. And I told him, I was honest with him. And he, he said, well, I'm from Arkansas, but it seems to me that for every, every mile of road, there's about two miles of ditch. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that one, he said, just stay out of the ditch. Teach, teach on stewardship, mm. but don't, don't get stuck in one extreme or the other extreme. Just stay in the middle of the road and stay out of the ditch. I tell you, that, that one sentence, that one folksy sentence has reframed and reshaped how I teach on giving because I was, I was in, in, in the family room, a shared family room of a little conference center with a guy who was, who was a mentor, you yeah. know, just like that. So yeah. I, 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 believe, I believe it's humbling to ask. It's probably why I asked a stranger and not a friend. Cause I never yeah. had to look at him again, but that one sentence unlocked really, a, 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 I'm, I'm able to speak about stewardship now in a way I never was able to before. Cause I was so afraid of falling into these ditches on either side of the road and being labeled as a guy who was one way or the other. And he said, just stay on the road, stay out of the ditch. Yeah. Jim, yeah. how long had you been wrestling with that? Um, most of my ministry, <laughs> so 20, <laughs> 25 to 30 years. And how long did it take him to say that sentence? 25 to 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And isn't that something, you know, that something that simple that you've been wrestling with forever yeah. was put into perspective yeah. by a guy you didn't even know. Yeah. 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 And what's funny is, is being an older guy that he was older than me, about 20 years, he said it with a, with a piece that brought a confidence to me. Mm. Um, I, I, I knew the ministry that he built, so I knew that, you know, he must have talked about stewardship somewhere. You know what I mean? God had used him to do some pretty amazing things and missions and all that. So I, and, and I didn't say, hey, what do you think about this? He just saw me sitting quietly on the back porch, grabbed a cup of coffee and said, what are you reading? What are you studying? What are you thinking about? And I, I was honest for three minutes and 25 seconds later, I, he'd reframed the entire theological dilemma into clarity. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Jim, so, go ahead. Yeah, I think you have some question for me or we've got three things here that we wanted to really kind of talk about or, you know, answer. Why do we need mentors? I, I think you want to serve those up to me. Is that right? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm looking at this first one. You, you talk about it, it, it. A mentor gives you a fresh set of eyes. What, what do you mean by a fresh set of eyes? Um, I think you described it beautifully with this story, but it's uh, a good mentor brings a fresh perspective yeah. as you travel through life. Uh, he or she often sees issues that you've become blind to, or you've been working to try to figure out. Uh, and it's so hard for you to get your mind around it. And they're able to, from a distance, look at that and say, Hey, what about this? Or did you think about that? Um, I've, I've heard that learning by trial and error is a good way to learn, but I also think we can learn from other people's trial and errors uh, <laughs> too. Yeah. And I love how Michael Hyatt uh, talks about this. He says this, by hiring a coach or mentor, you outsource your mistakes. I love that. Isn't, yeah, that, isn't that cool? And uh, so I think that's what I mean by first set of eyes. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's a way you can learn from experience, but whether it's your experience or somebody else's, mm. you know, I, I, the wise man is generally the person that's made the most dumb mistakes, but learn from them. And, and if someone else can convince me that I don't need to make these dumb mistakes, I, I love what Mark Twain said. He said, I once met a man who grabbed a wildcat by the tail. I learned twice as much about wildcats as the man who didn't. 
<laughs> and I, I don't really know what that means, but I, but I think what it means is there's two ways to learn. I, the guy that grabbed the cat by the tail right. learns not to do that. And, and I don't have to. He learned twice as much about it as the man who didn't, and he can now teach me what he knows. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think the other thing, too, is a, a fresh set of eyes. Somebody outside, like when we first started our, our friendship, the reason I said, hey, your, your time is valuable to me. I'll trade you your time for, for some of my money. You know, it was because you were not directly involved in the decisions I was trying to make. You were a third person. You weren't on my staff, so my decisions weren't going to affect you. You weren't my wife, so it wasn't going to upset your world. Um, I respected you. I'd seen what you'd written. People that I took seriously took you very seriously. So I, I took a chance, and I said, what do you think about this? And within a matter of weeks, really, so I, maybe five hours over five weeks, you helped me really resolve what was going to be a, a lifetime decision and your fresh set of eyes, that fresh perspective, not, you didn't know any of the characters in the play. You, you know, it wasn't your children or your friends or your wife involved. It was just, it was just information and truth. And so you gave me a non-biased third person perspective as a mentor that I, I found, I, I went with everything that you said, because in time I realized that the reason I hadn't seen it was because it was going to be too hard for me to, I, I couldn't muster my, the courage to come to those conclusions without someone helping me get there. You know, right. my first set of eyes. So you talk about that. You also about, about, talk about something that happened in my life as I, I heard you to be a, a mentor slash tormentor was that I got a friend out of it. We, we now don't just talk about the big decisions I have to make. We talk about our kids and our families and our, our dreams and our fears. And we do it as friends. Tell us more about that. So, you know, this, Jim, you've pastored for a long time. Leadership has this propensity uh, for loneliness. Uh, you know, the phrase, you've heard the phrase, it's lonely at the top. And, yeah. and you know, while I, I, I reject that as that's the way it has to be kind of thought, right. there is truth to that. There is some yeah. truth to it. Uh, sometimes you have to make tough calls that some people don't understand. Right. And, and here's the issue. You can't always tell those who don't understand all of the details right. behind the decision. You have to make that call. and pastors run into this, Jim, all the time. I think I have this conversation every week uh, with a leader and they, they have to make a tough call, but they cannot tell the congregation they're leading. They cannot, they can't tell them all the details. And, okay. and, and so that's a lonely feeling. Not only is it lonely, it's you're, you're receiving undue judgment for a right decision and you can't justify your actions because it would be uncovering a brother that you know, we're not, we, we serve them there. I mean, they're not our master, but we are their servant. And that would be being a bad servant to just tell the whole truth, the truth and nothing but the truth. Yeah. That, that is, it's dishonoring in some ways, isn't it? So you just have to be, you know, um, you just have to be alone in those circumstances, but, uh, but it, being lonely, I, who else would understand that besides someone like a mentor who can right. say, I remember when I had to make that decision 10 times and this is what I learned. And then yeah. again, 25 to 30 seconds of what they brought out of it that help you digest the 25 to 30 days uh, that you're going to have to endure it that, yeah. uh, that reframes it. Yeah. And so I love the, I love the friendship aspect of mentoring, Jim. Um, yeah. it, it doesn't always turn out that way, but I would say 95% of our clients, even after they're done using our mentoring services, become our friends yeah. at, at some level they become a, a friend to us. And, and it just reinforces to me that we were designed by God for friendship. That doesn't yeah. change because you become a leader 
or you become a pastor, the, the nature of who God has made you to be is not altered by your calling or, or your assignment. And, and so my heart goes out to pastors and to missionaries and uh, to ministry leaders, even business leaders who try to live their calling out by themselves. Right. Because I know that a lot of them, Jim, are either not going to make it or they're going to limp right. uh, to the finish line. And I don't think not making it or limping to the finish line is, is God's purpose for any leader. Right. And, and it's, it's unnecessary, right? We, we get the, yes. the hunting tactics of Satan or the hunting tactics of a lion. And one of, the, one of the ways that a healthy animal can be taken down by a lion is being isolated. Yeah. You know, feeling that sense of being alone, being old, being young, being injured, being sick, but being alone, the, the antelope that gets eaten is not the one in the middle of the herd. The antelope that gets eaten is the one that was away from the pack. And he, he used his own eyes, but not the eyes of the entire herd to look for predators. Yeah, that's the Nat Geo channel. I mean, yeah. you, just, you just described that channel. Every yeah. time I watch that channel, it's, it's interesting, you know. Uh-oh, we know this guy, we know this animal is going to get it. The bison is, is separated from the herd. Yeah, just standing there eating his cud. Yeah. Here comes the leopard, you know, yeah. coming at him. And uh, so abs- absolutely, that's, that's really, really true. And, and How Jim, important, I, How important friendship is, right? You know, I mean, biblically, every, you know, people have fathers and sons and friends. It's, this whole thing is interconnected. Everybody's supposed to be relational. They, if people that are listening right now find themselves alone, mm-hmm. what you may not understand is you're not just all alone. You're in danger. I, I heard yeah. somebody, I was, I was kind of living apart from community at one point. And a friend from the South, again, came to me and said, you know what you are right now? And I said, what? He said, devil bait. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you're, you're that injured animal all alone. It's, come on, knock it off. Lick your wounds, but get back in the middle of the herd. Tell people what you're really dealing with. Because right yeah. now you're devil bait. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. And you have a third one here, and that's a, a firewall. So a firewall, what do you mean by, I, that's a, you're a computer guy. I'm a, I'm a guy that touches them and they break. So, but I understand that term as a, a programming you know, tool. What, what does you mean by firewall? Well, in, in, in technology, and I've been out of technology now, Jim, for four and a half years. So any of my techie friends that are listening, <laughs> please take into consideration, I've been out of the game four and a half years, but firewalls essentially uh, dictate who gets in and who doesn't get in. Right. It's a protective device that protects the valuable resources behind it. Um, and, and Jim, I think so many of our leaders have this resource to them, right? They, they, they have something to offer. They have something to bring to the, the, to the table that is powerful and impactful. And, and, and yet at the same time, without protection, the protection of a, a a firewall, a, a relationship, um, the ruggedness of leadership, the wear and tear of it. Um, you know, and the wear and tear can come from a lot of, a lot of sources, you know, the wear and tear of, of being concerned about the budget, the wear and tear of needy people or difficult people, or right. even some abusive people. Yeah. yeah. And without that firewall of friendship, without that firewall of somebody who can, you know, somebody, Jim, like you said, who's a third party, who's not, uh, who doesn't know the players who can say you are allowing things into your life, into your head, into your heart that are damaging you, you need. And so in in that way, a mentor serves as a firewall. I hope that makes sense. 
It does say, you know, I, about nine times out of 10, when I'm asking somebody, I don't know what to do. And they say, what do you think you should do? Or vice versa. Someone comes to me and says, what should I do? I don't know what I should do. And I say, what do you think you should do? Nine times out of 10, they know the right thing to do, mm-hmm. but they need that affirming second voice. They, they need that other person who, who is not mad at the person or, you know, being defensive of you, or they just hear the information. And when you're detached from it, sometimes it's very clear. It's very clear what we should do. But when you're right in the middle of it, it, right. it can be very difficult. So I think a mentor provides that, that firewall, that friendship, that, that outside, that, that second set of eyes that can affirm that you probably know the right thing to do most of the time. But I, I, I often lack the courage to do it without someone I really respect saying that's the right thing to do. Because right. it's just too hard. The consequences. Right? You start asking the what if question. What if I let this guy go? What if I confront this, this abusive person? What if I say, no, you can't have your way? They're attached to all these other pieces. And now, now I'm exhausted just thinking about what might happen. And so I, I back down when I should stand up. I manage when I should lead. Right. And, and having that other person just egging you on, just helping you, just encouraging you in your race and affirming that you're, you're a leader. And it can be lonely, but, but there's only one thing worse than, than, than making this decision. And that's not making this decision. <laughs> that right. is worse in the long run. And I care enough about you to say, you got to end this. You got to, you have to address this. Right. Yeah. So Jim, I know this entire pod may come off as self-serving. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause mentoring is one of the primary ways we help. But I, I, you know, as I wrestled with this, as I wrestled with this, I thought this is too important not to talk about. So, Absolutely. so if we're misunderstood, if people interpret this as, you know, a, a 15 minute commercial for Converge Coaching, you know, so be it. I think this is such an important subject. I, I, I want to challenge everybody who's listening to the pod today. I want to ask you, who is mentoring you right now? Right. You know, who is speaking personally into your life? Not somebody who's always affirming you necessarily, although we need affirmation, but sure. somebody who's not afraid to speak the truth and love to us. And if the answer to those two questions is nobody, right beware yeah you know or if the answer is people who are afraid to tell me the truth beware yeah you're in trouble how many how many people who have gained great leadership uh influence jim over the years have you seen that because the people they put around them were afraid to tell them the truth got into real trouble yeah i've lost count Right. When people get into real trouble, that's the number one thing I would look for is they, they didn't have anybody speaking the truth to them in any authoritative way. They, right. they, they weren't given that right to speak that way. And someone walked right off a cliff in the dark because they wouldn't, they wouldn't trust people they could see. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you, you talked about, you know, this maybe appearing self-serving because mentoring is one of the things that, that Converge does. I, I would say that anyone who would say that doesn't understand your heart, doesn't understand. I, I mean, I know that you got into Converge Coaching for the money and the fame, but uh, oh. yeah, yeah, you got in because God gave you a gift. You, you crashed and burned as a leader, yep. and you have, this, you have this passionate and compassionate heart to make sure that never happens again to anyone who asks for help. Right. And along those lines, I know that you're offering right now, I know offering sounds like a commercial word, but you're, you're offering to people hearing this some time. Right. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. So uh, for the, the next month, so four weeks from today, 
uh, we're going to offer a free 30-minute phone consultation for every person who would like to check out and just talk to us. Check out our mentoring service and talk to us. It's no obligation. Right. Uh, 30 minutes with me, uh, one of our teammates, and uh, we'll just listen, try to hear what's going on in your life, give you a, a few pointers. And, um, and again, no obligation to us. All you have to do to do that is you go to convergecoach.com and select get a free consultation button. And that gets us started. And we would just love to, to get to know you a little bit and uh, see if we can provide some help to you in that 30-minute conversation. Uh -huh. So there really isn't any risk, is there? Nope. <laughs> I mean, there's no... Zero. Any, that comes back to the heart of Converge. The heart of Converge is not to get rich and be famous. The heart of Converge is to serve leaders mm -hmm. so they, they can serve longer, they can be happy doing it, they can be healthy doing it. This is not a business. This is a ministry. Now, there's business involved in all ministry, but primarily, this is this is not a a publishing company, or you know, this is this is a group of people dedicated to helping people to to really excel and succeed, and and certainly not fail. So, could you give us? I, I know we've got an exciting thing coming up. The, our next podcast is going to we have a special guest. Second time we've only done this ever, and the first one was the general superintendent of the Assemblies of God. Yeah. And uh, so we we don't take this lightly in trusting our, our listening audience with just anybody. But, but man, I, I have such high regard for our guest. Could you tell us a bit more about who she is and what she does? Yeah, so for Pod 39 coming up, it will be part one of a two-part discussion with Jenny Catron on the uh, four dimensions of extraordinary leadership. Jim, we live in a day and age, and I think everybody could say this in any generation, we live in a day and age where extraordinary leadership is needed. Yes. Uh, uh, more than maybe any time in my lifetime. Uh, yeah. Let me put it that way. And uh, Jenny is a leadership coach. She's an author. She's a speaker. She's well known across the country. And uh, she founded a, a, a ministry, a, a company called Foresight Group. And that Foresight Group does organizational consulting on leadership, team culture, organizational health. She's been a guest. Uh, in our lead pastor huddles and has just knocked it out of the park uh, yeah. every time. And so I am so excited that she is going to be with us for not just pod 39, but also pod 40. And I, I love John. And again, back to the heart of this, you're, you're inviting people that do what you do to talk to people that are asking you for, for information. Yeah. And so again, if someone says, I, I'm not quite sure the motivation behind this, the motivation is to help everybody we can for as long as we can so they can serve and enjoy leadership. So we're looking forward to, to that podcast coming up with Jenny again. Uh, just thank you on behalf of all your listeners, John, thanks so much for sharing your heart, your wisdom, your experiences, whether your experiences were good ones or very hard ones to share. You, you've never shied away from being honest with us and we're grateful for that. And if, my you pleasure, are, Jim. if you are, if we're trying to get a hold of you, you've already told us how to get a hold of you. So we'll just kind of go from there. But another way that our listeners can help us is by pressing the share button, the like button, things like that, that help others get the help that you're offering for free on a podcast like the one today. So God bless you, all of our listeners. We are so, so, so happy that you joined us for this. We hope that you will benefit greatly from the information and the heart behind it. God bless you as always. May you continue to lead from a life.